Hey, welcome everybody to our uh, Sunday night list. I know we had a little bit of a tech issue, but that seems to be the way that uh, uh, some things just are. So it's great to have you join us. Thank you very much. It's going to be live. I'm planning on taking your questions too. So um, we got a lot to talk about, a whole lot to talk about. And uh, Daniel chapter 8, where we are, is going is like the perfect setup for everything that's going on. Um, so let's get rolling. Uh, much to talk about. So I'm going to start right here. Uh, we've been watching what's going on with the Red Sea. And we look at this first article regarding the Red Sea and Red Sea tensions uh, simmer as all sides warn of possible further attacks. Let me read what it says here. In this article, UK says West will, will backwards with action as Houthis uh, threaten reprisals and Hezbollah says all navigation in area is in danger. Tensions remain high in the Middle East on Sunday as Western leaders, the Houthis and their allies all warned of possible further action in the aftermath of Friday's US-UK bombing of rebel-held areas in Yemen. So, folks, we're watching things escalate, as you know. I got a lot of things to update you on in just a minute. But I'm going to show you a couple of real quick videos. And the first one is this protest that's happening, uh, been happening over in Yemen regarding the U.S. launched war. Of course, we, okay, so here's the deal. We have the issue, the Red Sea, uh, saying, hey, it's Israel's fault because Israel's in Gaza. Therefore, the Houthis are doing this, the threatening to shut down the, the uh, Suez Canal, which is already, uh, as of right now, I got a significant supply problem going through there for obvious reasons. You got a, a war going on right there, this battle. Okay, so when we look at it, you got to remember, Iran is the head of the snake. You have Hezbollah that's just north of Israel, uh, up there in the Lebanon area. You have the whole, all the dynamics of Syria, Russia, so forth. You have uh, Hamas, which we're well aware of. We'll give you an update on that in a minute. And then in Yemen, you have the Houthis. So you have all these different dynamics. The north, you have the west and the south, and then the way south with Yemen, the threats to shut off the Suez Canal, war escalating. And then we have this protest in Yemen. Check this out. Let's roll this video. So uh, there you go. We're watching these things that are taking place, folks. And um, uh, I'm going to show you another video. It's real short. It's a protest in Poland. And uh, let's roll this, this next video. Government protests happening in Poland right now. Um, what's interesting, in Poland, uh, these are probably all leftists that are marching here. Um, Poland has a conservative leader and has been, they haven't been allowing in uh, Muslims to come into Poland. They, have, they say, hey, we're going to keep our borders strong. So very fascinating. But what we are watching is lawlessness and nation rising against nation. 
you guys know this, you, 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 you pay attention. The word nation comes from the Greek word ethnos. We get our English word ethnic, meaning people group against people group. So what do we see? We see uh, wars and rumors of wars developing. Will what is taking place uh, over in the Mideast right now, um, will, will it explode? Will it get out of control? Uh, some people are saying it's going to become World War III. I don't know about that. I don't think the World War III event is going to happen until the rider on the red horse. But this is continuing to increase. Again, Iran is the head of the snake. Then you have people group against people group. What I believe is going on in Poland is leftists taking to the streets, kind of like we have here in America, right? Every, they're all protesting against anything that's conservative. So we see this. Again, nation against nation. Lawlessness is abounding. Uh, so many different things that are taking place. And um, so what else is going on? All right. Now, check this out. Um, Netflix, I mean, I have so many things to update you guys on. So check this out. Netflix, get this, is going to release an anti-Semitism film depicting the IDF as monsters. And uh, let me just read a little bit to you. Um, this is just really unbelievable. I believe the, the movie's called Blood Libel. And basically what it does is it, is it goes back to 1948. It's a fabricated story, but they're presenting it as being fact, as being true. Just like we see going on in Gaza right now. Listen, we have, is Hamas, is Hamas that's reporting uh, how many deaths there are of people. You're trusting Hamas, the, the, the head, the the Ministry of um, Health in Gaza is one of the Hamas leaders. And we're supposed to trust him for facts. And so apparently this is what's going on with this movie coming out uh, from, that's going to be on Netflix. It's fabricating a story uh, about 1948. And it goes through this supposed documentary, documentary, uh, documenting, excuse me, um, similar to what happened to Anne Frank, the Jew in Nazi Germany, they're saying, well, the Jews are doing this uh, to the, the Palestinians, which, by the way, wasn't a Palestinian. Um, but anyways, that's, a, that's another case. Uh, when you start thinking about this from 1948, this fabricated um, scenario, fabricated family and the whole bit, and putting it together and saying the IDF is committing blood libel. They are wiping out everybody. Listen, this is just absolutely awful. You can check out the link. It's in the description. I encourage you to. And then also you can sign the petition to Netflix. Will it do any good to, that Netflix won't show this movie, which is a lie? Listen, so many different things that are going on. Uh, I have so many things I want to tell you guys. We're going to get there in just a minute. Because I'm going to tell you this, okay, you, you know, I just got back from Israel. I was there over this past week with Brandon Holdhouse and several other pastors. And, uh, uh, and it wasn't a normal tour. It was great. It was an outstanding time. I had two videos last Sunday morning and Sunday night. You guys saw those. And um, did a lot of different interviews. I met some different people. I'm going to get into that. But all of this, all of this ties in to Daniel chapter 8. And where we are tonight in Daniel chapter 8 right now Israel is being set up. In fact, when you get to chapter 8, uh, verse 25, the Bible tells us this, which I believe is speaking of Antichrist who is coming. Through his cunning, he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule. He shall exalt himself in his heart. He shall destroy many in their prosperity. He shall even rise against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without human means." destroying their prosperity in their peace. Okay, so what is coming, and Israel is being set up for this, to look for a man who will fix our problems because the whole world is coming against us. That man is about ready to appear on the scene. I don't know when. But folks, we are watching some remarkable things. I'm telling you, it is just absolutely unbelievable to watch what is taking place. So Israel is being set up. I'm going to get to that and show you some specific things here in just a minute. But before we go there, hey, real quick, uh, you can join us. If you can't be in Australia for the conference, we're going to be in Australia, New Zealand, and then also Hawaii. Uh, but the Australia conference, it says they're on the screen, uh, Gold Coast live stream. That is Australia. You can click on there and listen. Uh, the proceeds uh, from the Australia live stream are going to Gihon Springs Ministry, which is a, a, a an outreach, a messianic outreach 
um, is getting the what it is is getting the gospel into Israel to both Jew and uh, Palestinian alike. And it is a remarkable ministry, partnering with Nativa and also uh, giving um, some support to the IDF to help them do what they're supposed to do the right way. But the proceeds are going there. Folks, this is fabulous. You're going to get the great teaching by all of the different speakers. Uh, Billy Crone, Brandon Holthouse, Pete Garcia, Mondo Gonzalez, Ken Michael, and myself. You get all of that plus uh, the... Uh, uh, all of the, the net proceeds are going to support Gihon Springs and the work that are doing, because the most important thing we have here, folks, is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, check this out. This Monday, joining me tomorrow is going to be uh, Zach Wretched Watchman is going to be joining me tomorrow. Brandon Holthouse is going to be joining me on Tuesday. Both of those are at 2 o'clock uh, Pacific time. Um, in the afternoon, Zach Monday, Brandon Holthouse on Tuesday. And also, check this out, Tuesday morning, 11 a.m. Pacific time, uh, John Howler's going to be joining me for a live Q&A. We're going to take your questions. I'll get to some of your questions here uh, in just a few minutes, too. But we're going to be taking your questions. So join me Tuesday also at 11. And then Wednesday, Joe Kerr is going to be joining me. But we have a great lineup. And again, regarding the IDF and the Netflix movie they have coming out, Check out the link and, and uh, go and read the article and sign the petition to. I want to encourage you to uh, uh, to do that. Okay, a um, little bit more. I I, I got to share with you because I look at everything that's being set up regarding um, Israel right now. They're being set up for Antichrist. Okay, so as we think of uh, chapter eight in in uh, uh, book of uh, Daniel last week, I did a little bit of a. Uh, I did an interview with Brandon Holthouse. I, we we're talking about chapter nine. We'll get into chapter nine, hopefully by next week. Okay. But with this, while we were in Israel, uh, we saw some different dynamics you never see before. Uh, for example, one of them is the openness of non-believing Jews to hear about Jesus, right? So we were in Hostage Square, and we're Hostage Squares. It's in Tel Aviv. Some of you probably saw the interview that I did with several different pastors, Ken Graves and Lloyd Pulley and others. Uh, so we're in uh, Hostage Square, and Hostage Square is set up in, in a way for people to come there, show their support for the hostages. Um, it's not, the Israeli government is not involved in this at all. In fact, it was a grassroots movement because the Israeli government simply wasn't doing anything about the, the hostages. Uh, but they have tents that are set up that are like easy ups with uh, loved ones, uh, families who whose loved one is currently a hostage in Gaza. And you can go in there and meet with them and pray with them, talk with them, whatever. And, but you gotta think, you're meeting with families and they know what their child or their husband or their wife or whatever, uh, their husband, their wife, their, their mom, dad, whatever, are going through while they're being held hostage in Gaza, the torture they're going through. Although all over the media says these things aren't true. Listen, these things are true. These are real. Uh, these things really are happening. So while we were there, we had an opportunity to um, go into an office and we met with some uh, people who are heading up uh, the whole hostage, um, uh, just, just trying to get the support for the hostages, uh, be praying for them and so forth. And it was a room full of pastors and, uh, uh, and non-believing Jews that were leading it. Again, non-believing Jews that were, that were leading it. And in the process, we're hearing everything that's going on. You can see the pictures. Um, there's a gentleman there whose son is currently hostage in Gaza. Now, this is what happened. On October 7, his son was at the concert um, with two of his friends, uh, with four friends, two girls and two guys. And the, the ultralights started coming down to gun him down. And uh, what they did is they got in the car. They were driving, they were driving away. It was his son's car. He was driving they're all driving away. Uh, Hamas shot at the car. One of the people in the car was killed. Uh, the car was shot up. It, it stalled out, pulled over. Uh, three of the people in the car ran to the right. And uh, there's, uh, this gentleman's son ran to the left. Um, the three people who ran to the right, they were gunned down. Uh, his son that ran to the left, he was captured as a hostage and it was just found out about two weeks ago now that he was a hostage. Israel thought he was a missing person, uh, 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 said he was a missing person, but then the IDF was able to 
um, identified through intelligence. No, he was a, he's a hostage right now. So you have the dad in the room, and you're hearing this. And it was just heart, it's heartbreaking to see this. And then uh, they literally asked if we could pray. And one of the pastors said, can we pray in the name of Jesus? I mean, it's going to happen anyways. And absolutely. I, I've never seen that openness before to have Jews who don't believe in Yeshua to say, yes, you can pray in Jesus. And that, please, it was actually, please pray and please continue to pray. We prayed, actually laid hands on him. Folks, this really happened. They laid hands on him, and, and, um, uh, and they asked us to continue to pray, even though we're praying in the name of Jesus. There's this openness right now. Listen, the pain and the suffering that people are going through, and, and, and at the same time, there's another dynamic that's taking place too. In general, not saying every person over there, not every person over there wants to hear about Jesus, so I'll clear that up, but not every person over there also sees what we see with Joe Biden administration here. For the most part, the general population of the Israelis think that Biden is wonderful. Uh, Brandon and I were talking about that, and there's this, at the same time, there's this openness to Jesus, there's this delusion that's there. How could anybody see what what Biden and Biden administration are, how, how can they not see what Biden and the Biden administration are really about? So you're watching these two different dynamics, an open to Je- openness to Jesus, but a delusion that's coming, I'm telling you, even Brandon said it so well, they are being set up, totally set up with all the pressures that are coming against them for Antichrist who's coming, who, as Daniel chapter 8, uh, verse 25 is very clear, through his Cunning, he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule. He shall exalt himself in his heart. So you're looking at these different dynamics that are going on. Folks, we live in amazing days, but I want to get here into uh, the book of Daniel, and then uh, I also want to have some time to take your your questions too. Uh, But what you see happening in Israel is very clear. It's very dark. There's some dark things that were happening at that concert, there's some other dark things out there. Listen, there just is, right? I'm not going to get into that right now. But Israel is very dark. Uh, you have the, the, the Muslim world, which is a dark religion. And, and just uh, the, the, the non-belief in Jesus. And at the same time, while you have all this darkness, you have tons of light there. You think of all the Christian tour groups that have come there over the, over the decades. And you think of even now we're watching this movement uh, in the Messianic community in Israel where people are turning to Christ. And so you have this light that's poured into this very dark place. Very interesting place. Very interesting, especially right now. Daniel chapter 8, beginning of verse 15, uh, the Bible says this, It happened when I, Daniel, had seen the vision and was seeking the meaning that suddenly there stood before me one having the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of the Ulai, who called and said, Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. So he came near where I stood. And when he came, I was afraid and fell on my face. But he said to me, understand, son of man, that the vision refers to the time of the end, right? Continues. Now, as, I, as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep with my face to the ground, But he touched me and stood me upright. And he said, look, I am making known to you what shall happen in the latter time of indignation. For at the appointed time, the end shall be. All right, this is fascinating to me. So so what do we have here? Um, uh, Daniel, what he's doing is he's, number one, he's seeking the meaning of the vision. He wants to know there's this man who's there that I believe that man is likely Jesus, who tells Gabriel, Gabriel, tell Daniel the meaning of what he's seen. Help him to see what he sees. Give him as much to know as he needs to know. So what is he told? He's told this, uh, that there's an end time. If you guys can check it out, the next slide, and there's a perfect. Uh, There's an end time, and there is an appointed time. Let's think think through this with me real quick, all right? Uh, There's an end time and there is an appointed time. Regarding uh, the time of the end, um, typically when we hear this, it refers to the time of the great tribulation period.
period. And here, it appears that it actually launches us to the time of Antichrist himself. I'll show you that in just a minute. And we're not at the time of the end yet, although it feels like it. The reason it feels like it is because we are watching everything come together. Um, this is letting us know there is an end time, the angel Gabriel tells Daniel, and there is an appointed time. With that, when we think of the appointments, uh, there's an appointed time to die. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. There's an appointed time for Jesus to be born. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. There's an appointed place for Jesus to be born. Micah chapter 5, verse 2. So when we start thinking of Bible prophecies, we recognize there are appointments that God has for us. Uh, as Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 is very clear when it comes to our appointment with death. It is appointed for men once to die and after that face judgment. Galatians chapter 4, appointed time for Jesus to be born. Galatians 4 says, when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman. So we see these different things, right? So there are appointments. All of us have appointments. But also, con continuing, there's an appointed time for Jesus to die. John chapter 10, verse 17 and 18. There's a appointed time for Antichrist to come. Here, we are told, there is an appointed time, Daniel chapter 8, verse 19, and there's an appointed time for Jesus to come again. All right, as we continue reading through this, check this out. The angel Gabriel gives Daniel a little bit more understanding. The ram which you saw having the two horns, they are kings of Media and Persia. And the male goat is the kingdom of Greece. The large horn that is between its eyes is the first king. As for the broken horn and the four that stood up in its place, four kingdoms shall arise out of that nation, but not with its power. Okay, so what do we have? The, uh, uh, the Medo-Persian Empire and then the Greek Empire. Very fascinating. It even names them here, the Medo-Persian Empire and the Greek Empire. This is before the Greek Empire. This is truly amazing. It talks about the four generals. We've looked at that in the past, so I'm not going to get into that again. Uh, but the four generals, after uh, um, Alexander the Great was dead, four generals rise up. It, so the angel Gabriel is just confirming different things we've already seen in Daniel. And here he's letting them know. He says, and in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors have reached their fullness, a king shall arise, having fierce features, who understands sinister schemes. What are, what's fierce? What's sinister? I'll show you that in a minute. His power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. He shall destroy fearfully and shall prosper and thrive. He shall destroy the mighty and also the holy people. All right. When you look at this, as we see it, as it's laid out here, we know in the immediate, it was referring to Antiochus Epiphanes, right? Because he, it tells us out of the four kingdoms, there's going to be this, this leader who's going to rise, it's going to be really bad. But when we, we look at it and we understand it in the context of Bible prophecy, we know that ultimately, this, however, is not about Antiochus Epiphanes so much, it's really the foreshadow of Antichrist who is to come. How do we know it? For a few different reasons. One of them is, Daniel's told here by Gabriel, he's told there's an appointed time, and what I'm telling you, Gabriel, twice it refers to, verse 17, the time of the end. Not an end of uh, the Jewish people as you know it during the Simon, uh, during the uh, uh, Maccabees, when they came up in Antiochus Epiphanes. No, it refers to the time of the end, verse 19. It will happen in the latter time of the, indig the indignation. For at the appointed time, the end shall be. All right, so we know this launches us past Antiochus Epiphanes, although we see the characteristics of them here into the time of the end with Antichrist. How else do we know that? Well, in Matthew chapter 24, when Jesus is speaking, uh, during the Olivet Discourse, he tells us this. Therefore, verse 15, after he, he says, a nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be wars and famines and 
and, and pestilences and so forth and, and uh, 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 earthquakes. He, he says, because lawlessness will abound, the, many, the love of many will grow cold. Then you drop down to verse 15. It says this. Well, let me th- read through verse 13, 14, and 15. But he who endures to the end shall be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end shall come. All right. It's still speaking of the same end, right? Okay, verse 15. Therefore, Jesus said, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. What Daniel chapter 8 is speaking of when the angel Gabriel says the time of the end, he's talking about the same thing Jesus is talking about here in in Matthew chapter 24. And in Matthew chapter 24, where Jesus brings up the abomination of desolation, that is specific to Antichrist in Daniel. Uh, in Daniel chapter 9. All of these things are connected. Okay, now, we also look at this. Over in book of Revelation, check this out. Uh, It also told us here in the book of Daniel, let me read this again real quick, got to connect everything. Tells us here, uh, Daniel says, I will, uh, verse 19, Daniel's told by the angel Gabriel, he said, look, I'm making known to you what will happen in the latter time of the indignation for the appointed time, uh, the end, at the appointed time, the end shall be. The latter time of the indignation. What is the ultimate indignation? The abomination of desolation that Jesus spoke of in Matthew chapter 24, which also connects us with Daniel chapter nine, the abomination of desolation. All of this is connected now. When we start thinking about the indignation, that takes us to Revelation chapter uh, 14. When we think of the unholiness of and the wickedness and the transgressions of the world, when the transgression is full, when the indignation is full, when all of these different things are happening, when the indignation, Antichrist is is standing in the holy place, the transgressions are full, Verse 14 of Revelation chapter 14 tells us, John writes, he says, I looked and behold a white cloud and on the cloud sat one like the son of man having on his head a golden crown and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud. Uh, The angel comes out and cries out to the Lord and he says this, thrust in your sickle and reap for the time has come for you to reap the harvest of the for the harvest of the earth is ripe so the lord who sat on the cloud thrust his sickle on the earth and the earth was reaped and then another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven he also having a sharp sickle and another angel came out uh, from the altar who had power over fire and he cried with a loud cry to him who sat uh, to him who had the sharp sickle saying thrust in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth for her grapes are fully ripe So the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trampled outside the city and blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridles for 1,600 furlongs. So what's going on here? It's about the the transgressions, the sinfulness of the world uh, being full of just ripe with with uh, sin. And so all of this is connected with Daniel chapter 8, the indignation. And then you have the the transgression, the the, the sin of the world being so full, the grapes of wrath so full that the Lord sticks in the sickle, then the other angels come along and stick in their sickle. So we have this picture here from Daniel chapter 8 of these different things that are going on here. So Daniel chapter 8, in the immediate, you think, okay, Antiochus Epiphanes, but again, it's about the time of the end. Think of it like this with, when it comes to um, the feast days of the Jews, right? So with the feast days of the Jews, the New Testament tells us that all of those things were a shadow, but the substance is Christ. Uh, it, for example, Passover, uh, the Passover lamb. The lamb that was slain and then the blood 
was taken from the lamb. If you know the story of the Passover, which I'm not going to get into right now, and the blood from the lamb was painted on uh, the doorpost and over the door uh, so that when the death came to Egypt on that particular night, what happened? All the homes that were covered with the blood of the lamb, death passed them over. Hence, the New Testament tells us that those Old Testament feast days and the celebrations, they were a shadow but the substance of Christ, they all pointed to Christ. We have that same type of dynamic here. Antiochus is a type, he's really a shadow, but the real person that's coming is the beast. Hence, Daniel is saying, is told by Gabriel, I'm gonna tell you something, but what you really need to know, Daniel, it's really about the appointed time. It is about the appointed time that is coming at the end. All right, now check this out. Here in Daniel chapter 8, about Antichrist, who is coming. It tells us here, verse 23, and in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors have reached their fullness. So now you have, the there it is, the transgressors, so the grapes of wrath there, tiny. So you have the indignation with Antichrist, uh, standing in the temple, presenting himself as God, or sitting in the temple, claiming that he's God. You have that, the abomination of desolation but the transgressors have reached their fullness, hence the grapes of wrath of Revelation chapter 14. So we have all these things connected. When the transgressors have reached their fullness, a king shall arise. So when the world is just full of sin and, and, and wickedness, and you look right now, you go, there's so much wickedness. Look what's happening to children. Did you, did you see that with Texas and Houston, Texas this past week? Seven men took two toddlers in a mall in Houston, Texas, check it out. You can find various publications, uh, Gateway Pundit and others, took two toddlers in a mall bathroom, filmed themselves raping these two toddlers. Folks, are the transgressions full? The grapes of wrath of Revelation chapter 14. You look at this and go, wow. So here, when the transgressors have reached their fullness, I say, how much longer, Lord? A king shall arise. At that point, the world is in this state of delusion. The rapture's already taken place. The king shall arise, having fierce features who understand sinister schemes. All right, so, so check this out. Sinister comes from the Hebrew word chada, or cheda, and it means tricks, dark riddles, dark things, dark sentences. All right, so this is talking about Antichrist. We can imagine the darkness of him. Again, in verse 25, it says, he's gonna come with peace and prosperity, right? Because he's so dark and so deceiving, right? Okay, so we continue on from there. Remember this, Jesus said in Mark chapter 13, check out what he said, verse 22, for false Christ's, and false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. But take heed, see, I have told you all things beforehand. So the deception's gonna be great, but when it comes to Antichrist himself, the deception will be the greatest, so much so. Dark scenes, dark sentences. He's gonna understand those things because he's possessed by the devil himself. <laughs> wow, I mean, and again, the delusion, Second Thessalonians the delusion, uh, because they would not receive the love of the truth, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Bible says God will um, send them strong delusion so that they will believe the lie. Uh, wow, they're gonna believe Antichrist is, is, their, is the leader, the real Messiah. We already hear people saying, like you've all known her, Jesus is fake news and so forth, right? Okay, so check this out. He's going to have fierce Features. So he understands dark sayings, fierce features. So the word fierce comes from this uh, Hebrew word as, and it means uh, harsh and powerful um, and strong. Verse 24 tells us here his power in, in Daniel chapter 8 tells us his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. Uh, you know Revelation chapter 13, where he gets his power from, right? Revelation chapter 13 verse 2 tells us 
the dragon gave him his power, his throne, and his great authority. So what's he going to do? He has power, verse 24, that is mighty, but it's not his own power. It comes from the devil, and he will destroy fearfully. So I look at this, and then you come to verse 25. I'm going to get to your questions here in just a minute. Through his cunning, he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule. He shall exalt himself in his heart. He shall destroy many in their prosperity, or by peace, literally, he will destroy many. He shall even rise against the prince of princes. In other words, he's going to rise against Jesus Christ, the king of kings, but it won't work. He shall be broken without human means. And the vision of the evenings and mornings, which was told to me, is true. Therefore, seal up the vision, for it refers to many days in the future. These things are true, folks. This is written here. So many people are saying, you can't actually believe Bible prophecy. Listen, it's not a coincidence that you and I are watching so many different things all come together at the exact same time, is it? All these different things. Uh, You look at the hundreds of prophecies regarding the second coming of Christ, all of them developing at the same time. Wow. Folks, it is truly amazing. And, And there are people saying, it's a coincidence, or you can't really believe this. Let me tell you something right now. Again, folks, Israel is being set up to receive this man. Look at this. Uh, It's the promise to prosper and thrive. He will destroy the mighty. He's going to destroy the holy people. He will be cunning. He will cause even deceit to prosper, uh, verse 25 tells us. So you start looking at all of this, and we look at where we are going right now. And listen, I want to get to your questions here in just a second, too. So do me a favor. Put the word QUESTION in all caps so we can read them and I can get to them. And I want to ask you to do this also, if you would. Please like, share, and subscribe uh, to this. It's the only way we can get the word out anymore. You know, we, it's, it's by you guys. We really appreciate it. Absolutely free to do those things. Like, share, and, uh, and subscribe. And click on the notifications, too, so you can be notified uh, when a new update is coming. And um, also, hey, join us for the Australia live stream. Again, it's going to be fantastic. The the teaching is going to be off the charts good. It's going to be just terrific. But also, the proceeds, the net proceeds are going to um, Gihon Springs, getting the gospel out in Israel, and just a fantastic opportunity. Uh, So go for it there, too. All right. Now, As you get ready to send in your questions, this is what Daniel says here, verse 27. I, Daniel, fainted and was sick for days. Afterward, I arose and went about the king's business. I was astonished by the vision, but no one understood it. Okay, now, as you guys are getting ready to send in your questions, I got to read this to you. Um, This came in. uh, This is one of our viewers, John Henry, sent this. And you know what, John Henry? Um, he's getting uh, my latest book. Uh, Thank you for things that you send me. If we are able to use them on one of our videos, uh, we'll send you some book or shirt. We said, John, what do you want? My book or shirt? He said, I'll take your book. I don't have it yet. Um, But he said that he wrote this just the other day. He said, I'm sitting here drinking uh, my coffee and thinking peace. This totally connects with where we are right now in Daniel chapter eight and what's going on in Israel. He says, seems like the world is shouting peace, but not truly acting and facilitating peace. The word peace in the Bible is in the Bible 420 times in the King, King James, uh, both Arabs and Jews. Uh, uh, the, the kin of Ishmael, the kin of Esau, used peace as a greeting as well as for goodbye. Peace, it's how the globalists will force their utopia on the world, uh, Daniel chapter 8, verse 25. Uh, And then he goes on, he quotes Daniel chapter 8, verse 25, which we just read. And then he says, the prince of princes is Jesus Christ, where it tells us there, he shall stand up against the prince of princes, but he will be broken without hand. Listen, the prince of princes is Jesus Christ. And to say that God is prince of princes is to say that he rules all other rulers in the same way. He is king of kings and he is Lord of lords. So Daniel tells us uh, the coming of the dark Lord. Remember, says here, the dark schemes, the dark sentences. This guy, I mean, think of Darth Vader 
uh, like maxed out, like beyond that, way beyond that. I mean, the, the Antichrist, the darkness of him. So Daniel tells us of the coming dark Lord, the man of perdition, Antichrist, who will be placed in, uh, elected by the 10 kings or maybe oligarchs who will control the coming 10 world zones. In Revelation chapter 6, verse 2, John tells us of the rider on the white horse who sat on him, who had a bow and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. The world is calling for peace, but there will be no peace. But through this idea of peace, they are going to overcome all obstacles we see now in the world. In other words, listen, this ruler, the, the, these globalists are marching forward. And this ruler's going to come out. I mean, the world right now is screaming for peace, folks. I mean, it's hard to deny that, right? When you look at everything going on, and, and I'm telling you, as I mentioned in the beginning, Israel is set up for this ruler. Anybody who thinks Biden's just wonderful is set up, I'm telling you. They are set up for this ruler who's going to say, I'll bring you peace. I got the problems. You got the problems with the Houthis. You got the problems in Gaza. You got the problems with the North. You got the problems with the UN. You got the problems with the whole world. You now have the problems with the Biden administration. Mm, even if you don't think it, listen, it's coming. They're going to have the solutions. The pressure against Israel, I'm telling you right now, is going to be so intense. And this man is going to come along just as Daniel chapter 8 tells us he's going to come along and he's going to offer this prosperity this peace i've got all of the answers he's going to be the dark one folks we need to understand that but here's something else that's much better as john henry goes on to conclude his letter he talks about jesus this world will not have true peace it's looking for peace right now we are soon going to hear the cry peace peace please peace peace you're going to be hearing it everywhere you thought you've heard it up to now you're really going to start to hear it right now from here on out. But the real peace won't come. The real shalom won't come until Jesus comes back. It's a false peace that's coming on the world. The rapture is going to take place. Everybody's going to get locked down that doesn't agree with this new system that's coming of the globalists and the deep staters. But true peace is coming. The Lord Jesus Christ, he is coming the rapture is going to take place, and then at his second coming at the end of the tribulation period, let me tell you, he's going to come back. He's going to stand on the Mount of Olives. Mount of Olives is going to split in two. Jesus is going to rule and reign from Jerusalem, and it is going to be awesome. But in the meantime, everything between now and then, the Bible warns us about what is coming. So this is why we are seeing all of these different things that are coming. All right, let's get to some questions. Readdress. Uh, Bambi Sabalos says, I'm a pre-tribber. I question the, the multitude that no man could number in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. How can there be a number no man can see it? Uh, that's a great question. That came up the other day, I think, on the, uh, the app, and I wanted to readdress. Let's make it real simple. Um, I believe what happens in Revelation chapter 7, the first half of Revelation chapter 7, is when you have, in fact, I'll, I'll read this part she's getting to in a second. First half of Revelation chapter 7 is um, when you have the 144,000 Jews out of each of the 12 tribes of Israel that are sealed. Then you get to the second half of Revelation chapter 7. Verse 9 is specifically what she's referring to. And in verse 9, it says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So Bambi's question is, hey, so... How can they not be numbered if you can see them? No man, the, the, the implication is no man can number this number. And then it goes on in chapter 7 to say, these are they who are saved out of the great tribulation period. Okay, if you go back to chapter 6 and you look at the fifth seal, what do you have? The souls that are under the altar that are crying out, how much longer, O Lord, before your vengeance? You get to chapter 7 and you see the, this group of people that are standing... Uh, before the throne, clothed in robes, a group too big to number out of every tribe, nation, tongue, and people. Who are they? Saved out of the Great Tribulation period. I believe the second half of chapter 7 is takes us into the future as just a glimpse. 
even though the great trials and tribulations are coming from uh, the trumpets uh, and the bull judgments, listen, this is what's going to happen. There's going to be a whole lot of people that are going to be saved. Let me show you a glimpse of who they are. And so John is launched into heaven at the end of the tribulation period and around the throne in the presence of the Lord are all those who were saved out of the great tribulation period. So John is seen into the future and they're crying out to the Lord day and night, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever, amen. So I believe that's what's happening there. Why we can't number them? Because they're in heaven. And, and uh, nobody on earth will be able to number them because they are in heaven. And, it's, and what God is telling us, there's such this, there, what he's also letting us know, the amount of people that get saved during the tribulation period is going to be quite enormous, more than any other time in history, I believe, hence the need that we have to tell other people about the hope that we have in Jesus now. He came the first time to forgive us, and he's coming again. It's not a coincidence that everything is coming together. I believe there's people that we witness to right now that will receive Christ during the tribulation period if they don't now. Don't worry about it. When I get all the people that tell me I'm a heretic and, and I'm an evil person and how could you be saying these things and salvation isn't just in Jesus, I say, hey, you know, believe what you want to believe, but I know what the Bible says, so I don't worry about it too much. They get mad. They go on their rants and everything. Still tell them about the hope in Jesus because when everything comes together, as you guys are telling people they're going to come together, and we can see him coming together, and then we're out of here and we're, we've been raptured, Listen, I think a whole lot of people are going to wake up, and the reason why is because chapter 7, verse 9, this massive number of people that are going to be saved, and they are in heaven. Good Breakfast says, how does the Lord move you to choose scriptures for the broadcast? Well, pretty simple. Uh, right now, I'm in the book of Daniel, so just going right on through the book of Daniel. What's funny is, last week when we were in Jerusalem, and I was with uh, Pastor Brandon Holthouse, I'm thinking, okay, I, I think I finished chapter 8 of the book of Revelation. I'll be in chapter 9. So we kind of did a, um, uh, what I told Brandon, I'm kind of doing an intro to chapter 9 because I'm in chapter 9 now. I got home and I looked at my notes and I went, oh, Yve, I haven't finished chapter 8 yet. So that's why I'm back in chapter 8, be in chapter 9 in detail uh, next week. But, uh, you know, I pray, I go through the Bible, I do seek the Lord. And then when I do a prophecy update, because I do a lot of those and things during the week, I'm praying. I'm, I, I do my devotions. I recommend, listen, read your Bible every day. Read your Bible every day. Man, I get so much out of doing my devotions. Just pick it up and I read and I am blessed. I am strengthened. I can carry on. And what I do, I read right on through the Bible. I have a chronological Bible set up a little bit different than this that I do my devotions in. And I just read right on through it. Where I picked off yes, where I left off yesterday, I pick it up today. So that way I get the whole counsel of God. I don't like to cherry pick things. So um, uh, there's times like a prophecy update or an event might happen. Um, so I'm going to say something about that. But I like to, uh, and it could be during the week I've had something, my devotion I want to share, something like that. But as I'm going through the Bible as a pastor, uh, Sunday morning or Sunday night, um, by the way, on Sunday nights, check this out, we're right here right now, I'm going to be uh, in uh, uh, pulpit on Sunday night starting in, it looks like April, uh, 412 Temecula. Um, it, it, that's in Southern California. For those of you who are familiar with it, I'm really excited about it. I was at uh, church with Pastor Tim there. He's the lead pastor, 412 Temecula. It was great. Uh, we had it up for first service today. Next week, we'll be up for the 9 a.m. service, 9 a.m. Pacific time. So you guys can have church with us going to be awesome. You're going to love it. And then, um, uh, so again, mark your calendar. I want you to join us all for church on Sundays. And then Sunday nights, I'll be out of the studio in April just for Sunday nights. And uh, I'll be at 412 Temecula Sunday nights. If you're in San Diego, South Orange County, um, uh, uh, Southeast Orange County, or um, uh East River or West Riverside County. Hey, you can join us. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. It's going to be fantastic. It's uh, really cool things that are going to be happening. So I'm excited about it. 
But in the meantime, we're going to keep moving forward here Sunday nights in the studio and uh, both keep going through books or whatever. Um, so, hey, join us Sunday morning. Join us Sunday nights. Continue to join us Sunday nights here and in the pulpit too. I'm excited about things. Tammy Ross, what do you think will happen to the U.S. getting involved with the bombing in Yemen? That is a great question, Tammy. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know. Um, uh, but I can tell you this much. The direction the U.S. is going is exceptionally bad. I think you, you all would agree with me on that. It's really bad. So, I mean, anybody, again, going back to Israel and just this thinking Biden's wonderful. I'm thinking, wow, this is, this is, this is, uh, there's a delusion there, right? Um, this, so, when I look at the United States, I don't care what anybody says. I look at our government, they're anti-Israel. They have pro-Israel things on the outside. Listen, Israel is manipulated like a puppet by the United States of America. Am I allowed to say that? They are. Okay, I'm gonna walk through something and this is gonna get some folks really mad at me, but I listen, I, I'm gonna say it anyways, right? I don't, I don't like getting y'all mad at me, it doesn't do me any good. But I'm going to say it anyway. So when you look at, let's look at some facts with Israel. When you look at Israel's history, you go all the way back to their beginning as a nation. What do you have? Um, you, you start finding out that Israel, they constantly looked to their neighbors. After Joshua was dead, man, it was, it was like game over. You look at the book of Judges. Uh, you, they wanted a king like the pagan nations had. They wanted, in fact, when you look at the book of Judges, God would bless them. And when they were being blessed, they would, it was a cycle. They just kept repeating. They would turn from the Lord and they would start involving themselves in the practices of their neighbor to the point where they were under the submission of their neighbor. And this has been Israel's uh, MO throughout their history. Uh, you go from, you go to the kings, apart from David. Uh, um, after Solomon dies, what do you have? That's pretty much what you had. For the most part, all the kings in the northern uh, tribes were wicked. All of them were bad. Uh, most of the kings in the south were bad. And what did they have? It was, well, let's turn to Egypt for our help. Let's turn to Assyria for our help. Uh, let's turn to these people over here for our help. Let's turn to these. Let's, and it's been constant like that throughout Israel's history turning to their neighbors for help. This is what's happened to Israel now, turning to other nations for help. And God is working out. The United States is going to be eliminated from the, the last days. They're going to be eliminated from the equation. They're not one of the major players. I have a couple of friends who say they are. They're fun to talk to, but I don't believe so. I think they're wrong. The United States is going to be eliminated from being a major player. Right now, they are a major player to cause, I believe, will cause all kinds of problems. Uh, but, it, but what's happening with the Houthis in Iran right now, the United States is looking great to Israel because, hey, they're taking, is the United States can help Israel? Don't forget, the United States gave $5 billion to Iran. Are they going to help Israel against Iran? It looks like it, but they do other things. It's like, well, look what we're doing over here. We're helping you with the Houthis. We're going to take on Iran because the Houthis are um, a, a um, whatchamacallit of Iran, right? An arm of Iran, a uh, proxy arm. Well, look at us over here helping you there, but give them $5 billion to Iran. Well, what's up with that? They gave a huge payment to Iran on October 6th. They started looking at these things. So, I, and the Bible's clear also. God says, I'll bless those who bless thee and I'll curse those who curse thee. And right now, I, there's so much deceit that is going on, deception that's going on. And I'm going to say something else about the Jews too. This is going to get some folks mad at me. But I'm going to just look. As the United States is so given over to sin, and you think of abortion, you think of transgenderism, you think of the LGBTQ stuff, and man, you, something like this, you mention anything instant, you are blasted out there. But you got to stand up for what's right. But we see in the United States, well, guess what? Israel has massive problems with those same things. Massive problems with them. And God's not going to turn a blind eye to these things. And at the concert, I know this is going to bug some of you guys, at the concert where 
people were abducted. Listen, it was a drug-induced, I don't want to get into all the details, but they're dancing around a Buddha out there. It's a reminder of ancient Israel. When Moses goes up on the mountain, he comes down and they've got the golden calf that they're all dancing around naked. I'm not saying they were naked at the concert on October 7th, but you look at this and I believe God is, this is, listen, I hope I'm not taken out of context on this, but God is moving Israel to a place of repentance. Hence, there's an openness to hear about Jesus, but a delusion that's ha- happening at the same time. It's these weird dynamics that are going on. But when you read your Bible in the last days, you go, wait a minute. This is what the Bible describes. God is leading Israel to a place of repentance. It's just, let's just looking at the truth, looking at facts, uh, uh, things I'm thinking about. Uh, Jennifer uh, says, let's see, um, I can't read the whole thing, says the Jewish people, there we go, Jennifer Jones, since the Bible says the Jewish people will all return to Israel, does that mean the Christian Jews have uh, uh, to return to Israel as well? Um, You know, ultimately, Jennifer, good question, that is fulfilled during the millennial kingdom, but we see it, uh, we see it in the beginning stages right now. You see the Zionist movement with Theodore Herzl that began late 1800s, 1948, Israel's a nation again, and right now the anti-Semitism, which is absolutely awful. Again, I want to draw your attention to the Netflix special and the link that's in the description. Click on that link, copy the link, whatever, share it with your friends. Uh, but it's just awful what's, what's going on out there. Um, but when we look at Israel, uh, the Jews returning to Israel, anti-Semitism, um, they're fleeing anti-Semitism in the United States of America, Los Angeles, New York, Miami, different places. You see it, Detroit, you see it, and people are saying, I'm out of here, feel safer in Israel. And by the way, for anybody who has a question, if I felt safe in Israel, I can honestly say I felt so safe. I'm absolutely safe there. The fighting is localized to Gaza right now. And then it looks like they'll be done with that pretty soon and then moving up to Hezbollah. And here, Israel's in this position. They're just, uh, no matter what they do, they're going to be hated by the world, right? Don't you hate them. Don't do that. Don't, get, don't buy into that anti-Semitism. Think of the Bible and you, standing with God in this process. But no matter what Israel does, they're going to be hated. So if they back off of Gaza, they're going to be hated if they move forward and deal with a problem that needs to be dealt with, they're going to be hated. You, you think, remember Saul, he was supposed to wipe out the Amalekites? Well, I wiped out most of them, but I kept some of this and kept that. And, and Samuel just had to hack, who was it, Agag, I think the guy was, into pieces. I kept this guy, and, and, uh, and well, we kept some of the sheep, and we kept some of the cows. Oh, they got some good steaks. He's supposed to wipe them all out. This has been Israel, another part of Israel's MO throughout their history, Right? So they got to deal with this problem, but ultimately, folks, I'm going to tell you, it's not going to be completely dealt with until Jesus comes back. Israel right now is being set up, but Jews are returning to the land. Uh, Isaiah chapter 43, from the north, the south, the east, and the west, it's happening in droves, and now it's happening from the west. They were coming from the north, the south, and the east. Um, the, one of the largest populations in Israel is the Russian Jews. Um, what's interesting is I had a, f- a conversation with a friend of mine, Frank Eichler. I've mentioned him before about uh, the West. I said, what's it going to take for Jews to leave the West? We start seeing it in Europe some time ago, right? Leaving France and other places in, in uh, Western Europe. And I said, what, what about America? Because the guy's so good here. Well, guess what? The West, it seems like the final, the, the final move coming out of the West is happening right now. And so we're watching this the setup in Israel, all of these different things coming together, technology and everything else. And uh, so it's happening. But ultimately, ultimately, that scripture won't be fulfilled ultimately when all Israel's gathered there until the tribulation period. You have the remnant that's going to be delivered. Uh, We think of Ezekiel chapter 37, gathered in unbelief, the dry bones, which is what they are now, gathering and gathered in unbelief. But ultimately, they're going to be in belief. They're going to cry out, Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That's going to happen exactly as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 23. And as John Henry even said in the, 
in the in the note that he sent me. Thank you again, John, for sending that. Okay, Monday is Zach. Tuesday, uh, Brandon Holdhouse is joining me. Uh, also Tuesday morning at 11. So Zach and Brandon, 2 o'clock Pacific time in the afternoon. Uh, John Haller is going to be joining me live. Get your questions ready for me and John. You know we both have different views. I'm pre-trib. John is pre-wrath. So it's going to be a fun Q&A with him. And Wednesday, Joe Kerr is going to join me on the app exclusive. Listen, uh, God bless you guys. And again, I'm excited. Things are moving forward Sunday night. Things are moving forward Sunday morning. See ya. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.